Welcome to the Gotta Pop podcast. My name is Buddy Gott, and I'm the founder and chief editor of Plethora of Pop, which can be found on medium.com or on plethoraofpop.com. On this show, I'll be talking each episode about new and classic things I've been enjoying from the worlds of music, movies, television, books, and some other things too. Sometimes I'll have guests on the show and sometimes I'll be doing them by myself. I thank you very much for joining me today and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Gotta Pop. My name is Buddy Gott, and on today's show, I want to talk about romantic comedies. And I have a guest with me who knows an awful lot about romantic comedies. He has written over 20 romantic comedy novels, with the latest one just coming out very recently. We'll talk about that. Anyway, my guest is Rich Amui. Welcome to the show, Rich. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. And I did mention that you recently released a book and I want to congratulate you on this because if I am correct, this is your 22nd rom-com book. Isn't that right? Am I correct? It is correct. Yeah, it's Royal Crush and it just came out a few days ago and now I'm I'm already working on the next one trying to to get it going. It's uh I don't have everything planned out in advance. Like I can just jump in. Like the first part of the book when I start writing them, it sometimes takes me a while until I get into the flow. So mm-hmm. I'm just getting into it now. Oh, that's exciting! And uh, this one's this is a little different for you, isn't it? Because you had is this a, a a series? Isn't it the first of a series? Uh... Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of funny because I have 21 standalones, um, not connected to any other stories, and then. Uh, some people were saying, you know, maybe you should pivot and try something different. And I actually thought of some other things like, you know, maybe writing a cozy mystery or oh. something else. But I decided to try a series, still romantic comedy. But so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I do like standalones. Now, I, I like stories that just kind of end and then... We get the next book is a brand new set of characters you've never met before in your entire life. Those are my favorites. So I'll go back to that after I'm done with this. Well, that's fun. And I agree with you. I certainly uh, I read an awful lot of mysteries. And of course, a lot of famous mysteries are parts of series. But there is and while that's wonderful, there is something really nice about, you know, reading one thing and you get totally into it. And then, well, that, that's it. <laughs> and, and what's nice, too, is I know, like, even my wife, Lisa, and myself, sometimes we are kind of deterred from reading a book at a series because sometimes that you almost feel like the sense of obligation where you have to read every book in the series. And, like, there was some author we both wanted to read recently, and I think there is close to 30 books in the series. And I'm like, oh, boy, that's a big commitment of my time. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's uh, Janet Ivanovich because she has the – those uh, mysteries that uh, have done very very well yeah um and uh some people in my family have read it uh my nephew and my niece uh, they've they they're big fans but yeah you look at sometimes you see there are like 25 or 30 books in this series and if you just discovered them for the first time you're like what (laughs) exactly exactly 
And, oh, sorry, and I... you're right. She wasn't the one I was thinking of, but you're right, because I actually I bought the first book of, of that, I guess, is Stephanie Plum is that series. And the first yes, one is yes, that's one, it. For, one for the money. And then I think it's I don't know if the next one's two for the show, but now I think it's like 63 for this. All right. Maybe there's not 63, but there's an awful lot of books in that series. And I'll get to, to them sooner or later. But uh, yeah, standalones are great. And I want to just before we start talking about romantic comedy movies i do want to mention some of the books that you have because i've read several of your books and uh folks if you love rom-coms you've got to check out rich's books he's got uh they're just charming fun romance stories and i'm not going to name all of them because you know that would take up half the show there but just some of your titles uh you chive me crazy was one of your recent books that came out i think it was last spring wasn't it uh sometime in 2020 i get i get the dates and characters mixed up but i'm pretty sure that was last year I don't know how you couldn't get them mixed up because you've written so much in a really a relatively short amount of time. But that... uh, I ask my wife sometimes because we're talking about something and I say, hey, who was the the character in my third book? The <laughs> Kissing Frogs. So what was the name of the dog in Kissing Frogs? You say, <laughs> oh, that was Keely, for, short for Kilimanjaro. Right. So she remembers them all, but I can't remember them all. Yeah, I would struggle with that myself. But uh, that one's I'll tell you, I I don't want to be too long on this, but um, because I know we have other things to get to. But that was such a fun book. And what I liked about that, too, is uh, that that book is stuck with me because it it involves uh, well, one of the main characters, the uh, lead female character. She has a food truck and it's called Potato Heaven. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be around food trucks sometimes in my city. And it's almost like I'm looking for potato heaven because it was just so memorable in there. And some of the other books you have, uh, Liliana Jones and the Temple of Groom uh, and any Claire to remember, Madam Love, actually, Coffee, Tea or Me. Uh, just another silly love song being a big fan of paul mccartney i love that that's the title of one of your books uh and like i said there's over 20 and pe- folks go check them out they're really really good thank you you are welcome and let's let's get talking about rom-coms then uh i've always been a fan of romantic comedy movies uh, and it, gosh gone back as far as i remember i know when i was a kid uh I'd watch movies on well what back then was known as UHF. And uh, you see older movies from like the 60s starring like Rock Hudson, Doris Day. And that, that was probably my first exposure as a little kid to some of those things. And then got going back to black and white too with some Cary Grant movies, Jimmy Stewart movies. Have you been, a, has it been like that for you too, where you've been a fan of rom-coms for a good part of your life? Well, some of those older rom-coms like you're talking about with Doris Day and Rock Hudson and stuff like that, I discovered those later in life after I got into rom-coms. When I, my first kind of obsession with rom-coms started in the 80s. Oh, okay. A lot of good ones back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's when Harry met Sally. That's a, that that whole era, era back then was when I really started getting into it and started appreciating them. And it was later on after that, that I started discovering some of the old classics from the the 40s and 50s and 60s and stuff like that. But I've always been a big fan of more of the um, the modern day uh, romantic comedy. Yeah, me too. But yeah, it started, it started back in the 80s uh, with John Cusack, Say Anything. Oh, that was a great one. And uh, When Harry Met Sally, then there's pretty woman and you know so many others in that in that era that uh 
they just hooked me. Like I was there. I was the first person in the theater to see them when they came out. I went, uh, you know, on a, if they came out on a Friday, I was there at a 10 a.m. show on a Friday and there were like six people in the theater and I was one of them because nobody went to the movies on a Friday morning at 10. Yeah, um, I used to do the same thing. Yeah, so that was my thing. I would just, I wanted to see the first showing when they came out. Yeah, that's how I used to be back then too. And uh, well, especially uh, like in the 80s, uh, well, the 80s, that's when I started having girlfriends and everything when I was in high school and and and, and even into my 20s. It was it, these rom-coms were great date movies, of course, and they are for obviously for married people as well. But gosh, I saw so many of those back then. I remember going to the theater uh, a couple of times to see the pretty woman actually with well a couple different girls back then. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned uh, when Harry met Sally, and I think that was a turning point in a lot of ways for uh, rom-coms in terms of you know that one while it, it was definitely a comedy it, it had some serious moments in it too and it, no one could call that i think sometimes and i'm sure you've heard people say this and is that some people i think especially back prior to the 80s kind of viewed rom-coms as being fluff and um you know that that's always I, i've always thought that was unfair i think anything that gives people enjoyment whether it's films or books if, if it's making somebody feel good it's not fluff it's doing its job you know it's entertaining but uh yeah you had uh that was an unusual one in some ways because you had um well obviously billy crystal meg ryan billy crystal i guess some people wouldn't consider him to be your traditional leading man type i mean he's a handsome man but not like a big striking like a uh, some of the others from that time period but i think that's one thing that appealed to it here was this you know fairly average guy who is having this great romance and i i think uh that, that kind of it, it connects with people I think. yeah definitely and i think that was one of the biggest movies where people discovered the banter between going the going back and forth between the characters and and that kind of just grew over time especially after that movie where you looked forward to to the characters and you know what they were going to say next yes. depending you know when they're getting in trouble and something happens and then you know they go back and forth and they're butting heads and that's one of the fun parts of romantic comedies yeah it is it is especially when there's some head butting there because you know just like in real life things don't always go perfectly you're going to have you know some moments where you're not always a hundred percent in agreement with things or you have just different ways of looking at life and living your lives and that makes for more interesting stories i think oh yeah for sure it's part of, and that's part of the fun of yeah. the, the rom-coms is uh that's my favorite part is the the dialogue oh i agree i do like the situational comedy different things happening and that's one of the things i like to do in my books is to you know when a character is uh something's happening to a character and i can say what's the worst thing that can happen to this person right now and then i make it happen so i like that in movies as well where this person has a fear of something and then hey let's give it to them yeah i like that too I like that a lot. And like you said, the dialogue is, is so important because mm -hmm. it's not it's not it can't always be, you know, just, you know, I love you. Well, I love you more. And uh, well, that's wonderful. <laughs> it's good. It's great to have, you know, some back and forth. That's why I think uh, some of the old movies from and, and granted, I, I don't have a, a, a 
great big history where I know all of them, but some of the screwball comedies, even from like the thirties and forties, uh, still stand up for so many people is because you had such great dialogue, such back and forth between a lot of the characters. I think, you know, you can put on an old Cary Grant movie and really see that. Um, there, there were some great ones back then. And like you, I, I love the things from the eighties. Boy, I've got a whole, whole, whole list of movies here that from the, some going back to the eighties. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this one though. When I asked the I asked this question on Facebook and X, I, I asked people what their favorite rom-coms were. One that came up over and over again was Notting Hill. Are you a fan of Notting Hill, Rich? Yeah, it's one of my favorite. I thought yeah. it was. I thought you had mentioned that one before. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Uh, I think I think we've watched it at least six times. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's 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 it's. Uh, it's a very cool movie because you you have it, the characters are so different. You have the big movie star Julia Roberts, and then you have Hugh Grant, who's kind of a sometimes clueless guy, down to earth, just yeah. you know doing whatever. And then it, it's the clash of the opposites. Yes, and, it is. And that's exactly what it is. And then you have uh, some side characters with a lot of personality who bring the humor. Uh, it, and it's just, uh, I don't know what it is about that movie. I mean, I guess I guess you, a lot of movies, you like to see somebody end up with somebody that you don't expect them to be with. And you, yes. you know, it's almost like, good for them. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they, they deserve it. That's, uh, so you're kind of rooting for him, uh, but then you also feel bad when certain things happen in the movie. But that, yeah, that, that movie... I don't I don't know what it is about it that connected with me, but that was a really good overall movie. Definitely one of my uh, top favorites for sure. Yeah, it's a great one. I had just watched it for the first time in a very long time. I remember seeing that in the theaters when it came out. I was probably there opening weekend for it, and maybe saw it one or time one or two times since then. But uh, my wife Lisa and I were recently just looking for something to watch one night, and it was on one of the. Uh, 50,000 pay services that we have on our, on our cable and streaming platforms. And uh, she said she had never seen it. I'm like, oh, okay, forget everything else. <laughs> We're going to watch Notting Hill. And she loved it. And yeah, it, it's uh, it's a very charming movie. And yes, you, you, you find yourself rooting for these very, very different characters and feeling bad for them when things don't work out. You, here's Julia Roberts' character, who you would think has everything in the world because she's a big movie star, everyone adores her, but that doesn't mean her life is perfect. It doesn't mean that she is, well, there's a, there's a famous quote from that one that uh, that's at the end. What is it? Uh, you probably know better than I do. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. Was it looking asking for, asking for, yeah. yeah. And, and, and well, that's, that's so touching because here she is, she couldn't be much more successful in her field, but she's still just, just a person looking for love. And it's, it's, it's really charming. It's touching. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, definitely one of my, uh, one of my favorites from, from over the years for sure. Now, do you have an all-time favorite or is that an impossible question to ask you? Mm. Oh, that's a tough, okay. I'll tell you one of my, one of my favorites over the last, probably at the top of the list from the last 10 years is the proposal with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Oh, okay. You know, I've never seen that one. Oh, 
Uh, well, it sounds like I need to get on that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, I'm guessing, that in the last 10 years, that's, that's number one. I'll have to check um, that out. It it has a lot to it, and it's 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 almost like a enemies to lovers. He's she's the boss, and uh, he you know bends over backwards for her at every moment. And there's just something about that movie. It's just so much fun, and Betty White is in it, and oh, it's wow. uh it's a yeah. There's it's a pretty it's the humor is so good in that movie, especially all the deadpans from Ryan Reynolds. Like he has one where when they arrive to Alaska, Sandra Bullock, who's like so spoiled and and you know, has high heels that are a foot tall and stuff like that. And she's she's coming down, she's descending a ladder to get into their boat, and it's taking her forever. And he, he's just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Finally, she comes down to the boat and he says, and you may not think this is funny, but I think it's pretty funny. He says, congratulations, I'm 100 years old. Uh, <laughs> just his, dead, his deadpan when he says it. And there were so many lines like that where he was just, the deadpan said something. It was just hilarious because they were so opposite um i can hear him saying that he has a great delivery i, I I'm, well, a big, I'm a big fan of him yeah he's amazing he's probably near also near the top of my list for like leading guys who i would want to see in a movie um he's just so entertaining he is and that, i think that's why he's done so well you know kind of going back and forth between your com regular traditional comedies rom-coms and even action movies you know there's just something about the guy he's uh well, yeah, he's he's very, very talented and very, very appealing as an actor. And yeah, I'd never seen that one. You know, you mentioned Sandra Bullock as the lead in that, right? I'm trying to remember a movie she was in. You probably know it. There was one she did with Hugh Grant, where I think she worked for him. He was some very mega rich person. Yeah, that's uh, two weeks notice. Yes, yes. I remember liking that and even seeing it multiple times when it was new, which was probably about 20 years ago, I would think at this point. Uh, maybe a little more than that but that was a pretty good one as well yeah yeah that was a good one hugh grant's been in a whole bunch of them of course yeah. uh and i was trying to think of uh another one with sandra bullock that well uh while you were sleeping oh that that's movie, a great one that that's like that's also one of those movies that's like near the top of my list it was really really good it was very very good and uh jeff was it Jeff Daniels? That was it? No, not uh, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman was yeah. in with it, right? Yeah. I get those guys mixed up sometimes. <laughs> do I? Yeah. <laughs> I always get the characters mixed up. But yeah, so that one was another one. Um, one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, I like that a lot. And uh, in terms of recent ones, I saw a one recently I had never heard of it. Uh, Lisa and I watched it. It was I'm just checking my list here. It was from 2018. Did you ever hear a wedding destination with Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder? Yeah, I did. I did see that one. Yeah, it's 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 unique. It's 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 really quirky, and I, I it would definitely not be for everyone. Uh, there is some like even some crude stuff in there, and there's uh, there's a sex scene that's a little that's a little. I don't know, a little wild, a little graphic. It's mostly comedic, but uh, not for everyone. But there's another movie that it has very good dialogue in it, I think. Uh, that one has, from what I re remember, that one had a lot of dialogue. That was pretty much 
that was yeah. all talking that whole movie pretty much. <laughs> it was. And what was really unique about that one that I found interesting, and it wasn't even until halfway into the movie that I realized this was going on is you see other characters in the background in scenes. Like there's one point where they are, it's called wedding destination. This, this isn't a big spoiler. They attend a wedding. You'll see people there, but they never actually have any conversations with anyone else other than themselves in the movie. So it's just mostly the di Well, it's all the dialogue between these two characters. You might hear a voice off screen, but there's not an actual conversation. It's very unique. And, uh, <laughs> these characters, they're not always the most likable people in the world. They've got some uh, quirks to them, but it we watched it. I really, really liked it a lot. I would watch that one again. That was, like I said, that was from 2018. Like that in terms of a recent movie, a fairly recent movie. And uh, what do you think of the, well, this is probably at least 10 years old now, but what do you think of Bridesmaids? Do you like Bridesmaids? Yeah, uh, we both liked it a lot. I mean, it, it's funny because I used to watch some of those uh, comedies like back in, uh, I guess it was the 70s and 80s, and some of them had some pretty gross scenes in them. Yeah. Um, so the Bridesmaids had the one where, where everybody was throwing up. and Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and, you know, for some people who like to, you know, who just want the romance and stuff that might be a little over the top for them. Mm -hmm. but, oh, man, I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> that so funny. It, it just kept going and going and going. <laughs> just remind, you know what it reminded me of? It kind of reminded me of the old comedies, the naked gun comedies and oh, the yeah. Leslie Nielsen and, um, of the was that the seventies or the eighties? I, uh, I think it was early. Early, I think they started early eighties, and maybe oh, okay. uh, yeah, I mean Priscilla Presley and yeah. I mean that was like those were my movies back then. Were like the the Naked Gun and Airplane type movies. Oh, I love oh, those. I, I I love the first Airplane and the second Airplane was pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, there's something. And so I I've always been a and there are some people who are more straight line they just want the romance and some comedy some humor but i'm okay with over the top situations and you know some of my books have a few here and there like in liliana jones in the temple of groom when she runs out there's no toilet paper in the bathroom and oh, and she's man. waddling with her, her <laughs> I remember underwear that. Down. yes I, I like that book a lot and she covers herself up with a newspaper and the Pope is on the front of it and she's in Italy <laughs> and everybody's all going crazy. So I like, I like over the top, but uh, I don't do it all the time. It just has to be the right situation. And those movies back then had a lot of it. Yes. And that's what, that's what Bridesmaids kind of reminds me of a little bit. They had some over the top, like the, the puking scene was a little yeah. over the top. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. And it's funny that this you saying all that made me think of Adam Sandler because Adam Sandler is one that I think a, a lot of people uh, are either they like him a lot or they refuse to watch his movies because there is, you know, often some like over the top or crude humor in some of his movies, but he's put out some good charming movies as well. Like you had the wedding singer with him and Drew Barrymore, which was really cute. And I liked 51st States a lot. One of my friends had mentioned that when I asked what their favorite rom-coms were. And uh, that's something that I knew that my, uh, my parents both actually enjoyed a lot, which surprised me at the time. Cause I remember my dad saying, Oh, we're going to watch this Adam Sandler movie. And I'm like, Oh, 
dad, you're not going to like Adam Sandler. I know your sense of humor. You are not me. You're probably not going to like Adam Sandler. But he just thought it was the most charming movie. They watched it over and over again. Oh, yeah. And those are both great ones. Yeah, Wedding Singer. I've seen that more than a few times. And even Fifty First Dates. We've seen that a couple of times, too. And that one, uh, I mean, there's there's nothing really over the top in that one. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of that's a, not so bad. A cute little movie. Yeah. And you know, one, another one that uh, you talk about things with over the top, uh, I had this on my list as one of my favorites. It's a quirky movie. It's not one of the most popular movies in the world. I think it wasn't even released here in the States when it came out. But we mentioned uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and uh, that was directed or written by Richard Curtis, who has done multiple things. He also did Love Actually. But one of the first things he wrote was a movie called The Tall Guy with mm -hmm. Jeff Goldblum and Emma Thompson. Have you ever seen that? Actually, that one I don't recall. It came out in 1989, and if you like quirky, this is one to check out. I, rec I recommend this to everyone, assuming you are willing to maybe put up with like a couple of things <laughs> that are not necessarily in every standard uh, or, or most standard romantic comedies. It tells the story of Jeff Goldblum is an American actor who lives and works in England, and he is struggling in his career and in romance, he's having horrible luck with both. As an actor, he works as a stooge for this very eccentric character played by Rowan Atkinson, who plays, of course, Mr. Bean, and he's been in multiple things over the years. And then uh, Goldblum's character meets this nurse played by Emma Thompson. It was one of her early roles before she became a household name. And uh, they fall for each other. And he, it's he he's it's called the tall guy because he is like the tall guy stooge normally as an actor they say get me the tall guy um especially compared to rowan atkinson but he gets a job in this musical version of the elephant man called mm -hmm. elephant with an exclamation mark a and the songs that are in this musical for Ele elephant are hilarious and the romance between him and emma thompson it's something that you would think that these characters would not connect but there is this connection there and it's it's very quirky there's this really wild, a uh, little raunchy romance slash sex scene between the two. <laughs> but uh, if, if, if you wanted something a little outside of the norm, I, I recommend The Tall Guy to you and to others as well. It's, it's, it's a fun, quirky ro romantic comedy. I like oh, it a lot. I'll check it out. You should. You should. Any others, uh, any favorites that we haven't mentioned yet, Rich? Um... Let's see. Bo, 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 bo. Um, oh, you know, you know what one that I really, really liked, and I'm not in the politics at all, but an American president. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, that was like a really, really good one. And that's kind of a borderline romantic comedy because it is, but there's not a lot of humor in it. It's very subtle a lot of times. Right. Uh, because you have the president who who lost his wife and now uh, is trying to get back there into the dating world and stuff. And he's a little bit awkward doing it. And then you have, uh, who is it? Uh, Annette Benning, who's yeah, Annette Benning. more outgoing and they're a little meet cute on, on the, the telephone was like one of the best ever. Um, yes. yes. So that was a, that was a really, really good one seen that one a few times yeah i haven't seen that in many years but that was a good one you look at through my notes one of my friends had mentioned that as one of his favorites too a friend of mine named nick everett had mentioned that um and was rob reiner in that too as a supporting 
role. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Oh no, that was uh, was that? I, I got that wrong. You're, you're right. It's not Rob Reiner. I, I'm thinking maybe of him being in Sleepless or When Harry Met Sally. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I can't remember who, an American and president if that was yeah. Robert Wall or or the, who the... No, no, I can see his face, but I can't remember the name on that That's one. okay. It's okay. But yeah, that's a good one. And I remember too that that was written, if I'm right, by uh, Aaron Sorkin, who went on to do... Uh, Oh, the West Wing TV show. And I remember he, he's he's just so good with his dialogue. He's an exceptional writer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Um, but uh, when it comes to rom-coms and stuff like, you know, back in the beginning, I mean, I, I watched anything that Julia Roberts was in. Oh, yeah. Um, and I started, you know, you know, the the first one I saw with her. And it wasn't even a huge hit with was called Mystic Pizza. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. And I, like I saw her and I was like, I, I kind of like her. And and then, you know, a lot of things came out, The Runaway Bride and um, My Best Friend's the Wedding. My Best Friend's Wedding. Yeah, that she was great yeah. in that. Yeah, so I've always been a big fan of uh, Julia Roberts and, uh, and Hugh Grant and Sandra Bullock. And... Um, Trying to think of some other ones. I can't, uh, I can't, I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah. Well, I've got a list here. I'm going to ask you about some of these that some of my friends had shared when I asked them about it online. Um, one that I like a lot, and Lisa and I watch this every year, is it, it's a Christmas movie called The Holiday mm -hmm. with Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. We've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, a that's, lot. That's, that's it. That one's a cool one because you get like a double romance out of it. Uh, yeah. And although my wife Sylvie still says, yeah, I mean, they could have picked somebody else instead of Jack Black. Why yeah. did they? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that was, I mean, no, but that was still, that was a great movie. For yeah, sure. like you said, you get, you know, two two romantic stories there, which is kind of nice. Uh, how about, uh, you know, one thing that's uh, if always been popular, well, it's, it's starting to regain popularity now, but, you know, you go back several decades, uh, musicals mm -hmm. used to be you know, one of the biggest things, you know, for audiences in movie theaters. And so many of those actually fall, I think, under the romantic comedy umbrella. Um, but one of them, a more recent popular musical was uh, Mamma Mia!, Mamma Mia one and two. Did you how'd you how'd you feel about the, those? I I saw. I don't know if I saw the second one. I saw the first one. We liked it. Um, I'm actually really not that much into musicals, um, but we saw that, and I thought it was. I thought it was good. It was entertaining. Um, I don't think I saw the second one though. Second one was pretty good. I, I was not sure I was going to like the first one. While I like a pretty good amount of ABBA songs, I didn't know. I was like, oh boy, can they really stretch that into, you know, a, a musical? <laughs> but it, the first one was entertaining. The second one was pretty good too. And I like a lot of the cast too, like uh, Pierce Brosnan in a supporting role. I've always been a fan of his and I liked that quite a bit. Um, another one we mentioned, uh, I'll just go through this list, Sleepless in Seattle. I don't, did we talk about that? well there's of course tom hanks and meg ryan had done a couple of movies together that and then uh yeah i mean you've got mail is definitely up there on my list i've i've seen it so many times i actually um, prefer that over sleepless in seattle to be honest with you I, I think i've seen it more anyway i'm not saying sleepless in seattle's bad 
No, not at all. The Sleepless in Seattle is a is a great movie, but I I and I'm sure this would be a good argument for some people, but I don't really consider that a rom-com mm -hmm. because there's not a lot of humor in that movie at all. Yeah, I mean there's hardly, there's hardly any humor. Yeah. But they call, but they call Sleepless in Seattle a romantic comedy. Yeah. But where's the where's the comedy? Yeah. That's it, a really good point. And not and I'm not knocking the movie in general, because it was a great movie, but it was one of those weird things where, you know, they label it as romantic comedy and there really isn't any comedy. And then the characters don't meet for the longest time. Yeah. Um, still, that being said, that is a really, really good movie. It is. Uh, I agree. Uh, very, very popular. Um, but going back to You've Got Mail, I've seen that, I don't know how many times, five or six times. And I think I uh, have too. That's definitely higher up on my list of one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I agree. And like you said, um, Sleepless in Seattle, fantastic movie, but really they don't share the screen together till almost the very end of the movie, which, it, you know, it, fine. It was still a very compelling story up until that point. But I think that was almost part of the fun of You've Got Mail. It's like, oh, we get to see these two very talented actors that we like so much actually, you know, interacting <laughs> more in this. And uh, yeah, and, it was a good and, movie. Uh, and my wife is yelling at the screen in Sleepless in Seattle, kiss! You're right there. <laughs> this is the climax. Kid. <laughs> he wants that kiss or it's not a done deal. <laughs> I'm with her. Yeah. Kiss. Uh, some other. Oh, you know what? Another one we haven't. I don't think we've mentioned this. Uh, several of my friends mentioned this as a favorite. And while I like it, I can't say it's one of my all time favorites uh, is Moonstruck. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good movie. I haven't seen it in at least twenty years, so that's why oh, it's not first and foremost in my head. But yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones that were, you know, some ones that were really popular, like Sweet Home Alabama. That was a really popular oh, one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Reese Witherspoon's done pretty well with. Yeah, some other movies. She's just the cutest thing. She's always fun to watch in movies. She is. Um, What's the what's the one she does with the where she's the lawyer? Um, oh, oh, legally blonde. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, like she's she's just so cute to watch. Um, and then uh, another one that was really popular, uh, Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh that yeah, with Renee Zellweger popular. and um, popular. Now was you Grant in that as well? No, I think I'm trying to think who the love interests were in that. I know you had I, I can't remember. Oh, who was that? There was someone she was obsessed with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. I, I know people are watching. I haven't this seen right it in a while, so I, I can't I can't remember. Yeah. And I'm sure somebody who's gonna watch your, you know, <laughs> this video is gonna say, You idiot, it's this person. But Colin so, Firth is one of them. He's oh, in it, and yeah, and I can't remember who else, but uh, yeah, yell, yell at us and leave the comments here later on, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we mentioned uh, that director Richard Curtis, who we said had done uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and then The Tall Guy and uh, Love Actually. Uh, Love Actually is one of my favorites, another one too that is yeah. falls under a Christmas movie. Uh, yeah, we've seen, we've seen that one many, many times and very enjoyed it a lot. Have you seen About Time? Uh, I may have refreshed my memory on that. Oh, one. that's with uh, Rachel McAdams yes. and um, the guy. I can't remember his <laughs> name, um, but 
he's uh, he's been showing up in more and more lately i forget his name too um yeah i can't remember the guy but uh that was a really good one about time yeah i liked that quite a bit i like rachel mcadams she's a good actress and she was in well oh, not yeah. a rom-com but she was in the notebook which is a great romantic oh yeah that, i think that was, that was probably the first time i saw her and and I think so for me too yeah she's definitely one of my one of my favorites as well to see in movies um, I was trying to think of the other one. Oh, uh, with John Cusack, Serendipity. Have you oh, seen that? Oh, yes. That's a great movie. Fantastic. Yeah. I didn't see that till about, I don't know, five or six years ago. I, I can't remember when it came out, but I was a little late getting to it. But that's a wonderful movie. Yeah, Cusack's good. good. Cusack, he's one that does all kinds of movies, too. You know, he, he'll do some quirky ones. And You mentioned going back to the 80s. He had Say Anything, which was a great movie. And, you know, that's so iconic with him holding up the boom box while he's playing the Peter Gabriel song. And uh, yeah. that's a great one. Yeah, but Serendipity was really good. I like that a lot. And uh, some more, uh, someone had mentioned uh, Annie Hall from the 70s as being one of their favorites. And I, I didn't really, I really wouldn't have classified that immediately as being a romantic comedy, but I suppose it is much different than a lot of the ones we're mentioning today. Yeah, I uh, I think I saw that, but I guess it didn't leave a very good impression because I don't really remember what it's about. I guess it's about a person named Annie Hall, but I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, but she's in there. <laughs> I know that's a Woody Allen movie, but yeah. I, I, I don't remember much about it, so I don't think it it left a very good impression on me, but it, it was very popular. Yeah, very popular. Uh, another one that I like a lot is uh, Something's Gotta Give with Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. That was yeah. a pretty good movie. That was one that I think for whatever reason I wasn't expecting a whole lot from it, but ended up liking it quite a bit. Yeah, well, that was the way it was Something Gotta, because I know I've seen it, but I, I, you know what? I'm mixing that up with the one I think is that the one with Greg Kinnear or is that a no, different one? No, that's, uh, oh gosh, what is that? Uh, as, that's as good as it gets, which oh, came okay. out not too right. long before the right. other one. I think he's, a, isn't he an author or something? Yeah, and he's an author. And then he's got Mr. Um, Grumpy Pants and. Yeah, Greg Kinnear is his neighbor and uh, the love interest in that is Helen Hunt. With, oh right yeah I, yeah I haven't seen that in a long time i remember that was a big academy award winner at the time and i remember watching it multiple times on cable but it's one that i liked back then but i have never gone out of my way to rewatch. <laughs> great movie though mm -hmm. but yeah something's got to give i remember um jack nicholson's character i think he's probably grumpy again nicholson does that a lot uh but he was dating uh diane keaton's character's daughter who i think was amanda pete and then he, uh, well, obviously there was a big, big age difference there, but then he ended up getting involved with her mother, played by Diane Keaton. And Keanu Reeves was in that too, as uh, he played a doctor in that. It was a good, kind of a different role for him, but it, it was another cute movie. It's one that I need to rewatch soon. And uh, we mentioned Meg Ryan earlier. I know she's been in, you know, certainly quite a few great romantic comedies and other things. And one here that uh, I had forgotten about, one of my friends mentioned as a favorite, was French Kiss with her oh, yeah. and Kevin Klein. And I remember yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's a good one as well. And uh, this is an older one here, but The Goodbye Girl from the 70s. Did you ever see that with uh, Richard Dreyfuss, Marsha Mason, is a Neil? I, um, think, I think I saw it, but it was so long ago, I really don't remember much about it. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's another one too that uh, you know, I kind of forgot about. <laughs> good, good, en good enough movie for sure. But uh, yeah, there's just uh, gosh, so many over the years, and then there's some more recent ones. Uh, like what do I got here? Clueless was a cute movie. I think from the '90s. Did you ever see that with Alicia Silverstone? It was a good more oh, modern yeah. rom com. Yeah, that's what, what I don't I think I only saw it the one time. Was that that was in the 90s? I believe it was. Yeah, I think I want to say like late mid or late 90s now. So that's, you know, <laughs> making me feel old because it doesn't seem like that long ago where it's something that's probably close to 30 years old now. But that was a good movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. The, and there are probably a whole bunch of other movies from the 90s and the early 2000s that I can't even remember at the moment that were just really good solid movies yeah and uh, you mentioned uh and there, there's just some actors and actresses too that seem to you know blend so well with romantic comedy movies like a julia roberts a meg ryan you mentioned reese witherspoon i remember and some of them too can take what maybe on paper doesn't look like the most appealing story but they turn them into something really watchable and i remember there was one with meg uh, i'm sorry reese witherspoon and I'm going to get the title wrong on it, but I want to say it was Almost Heaven or something where I think something happened to her character where she might have been in a comatose state and then she falls in love with this guy. And it was uh, played by Mark Ruffalo. And gosh, I wish I could remember the name of that. But but, she, but because it, she was in it, that made it so much better. <laughs> and it was good. It ended up being enjoyable. But uh, yeah, there's so many just great movies. And Speaking of uh, rom-com movies, one thing that's been very, very popular over the past several years are like the Hallmark Christmas movies. Do you find yourself watching those sorts of things? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely every year we we start watching them. And um, that's been kind of a, a tradition for more than a few years now. Although some of them are starting to run together now with the same storyline, the guy, you know. <laughs> Going back to the small town and somebody's up for a promotion and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they have to decide between going to get that promotion or staying in the small town. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty common one that we've seen like a hundred times. But uh, yeah, we've seen some good ones over the years for sure. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the stories do get a little repetitious with those at times. But, you know, a lot of times, it, you know, I think with most romantic comedies and really with any kind of movie, you kind of to a degree, know what you're going to get at the end. You know, like if you're re if you're reading or watching a murder mystery, you know that it's going to get solved at the end. If you're watching, you know, a romantic comedy, more often than not, <laughs> you know, there's going to be, you know, two people falling in love at some point. I know people it's, get really mad really when that funny. doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 no, it's funny because sometimes I'll, I'll see a review for one of my books and somebody will say something like, this was so predictable. You knew they were going to get together in the end. Of course. <laughs> wow, shock. <laughs> romance. Exactly. Exactly. What am I gonna do? Kill them both off? <laughs> it's, it's so funny when I when I read stuff like that. Yes, of course. <laughs> I don't care what happens. I'm gonna throw everything at them. I'm gonna make their lives very, very difficult where they want to give up 10 different times, but in the end, they're gonna achieve love and they're gonna be together. Yeah. I'm just going to make it very difficult for them to get there. 
Uh, you're really you're really good at that too. I'm not trying to blow smoke up, you know, parts of you or anything, but you are. You really throw some stuff at Adam. Where I remember reading one of them recently. It might have even been you driving crazy. I'm, I'm like, they are going to get together, right? Rich isn't going to throw some like weird curveball at me here, and and uh, it, it's well, that's part of the fun uh, yeah. of rom coms and other kinds of stories. You know, you yeah, you, you have mean, something you're rooting for, and you want to see that happen. Yeah, I mean that's that's the reason why people read and watch romances is because they know they're guaranteed a happy ending. So that, you know, is that predictable? Absolutely. But the the path to getting there is could be different, you know, and yeah. and and the obstacles that they encounter along the way, that's going to be, you know, different depending on the book or the movie, but yeah, in the end, they're going to be together. Otherwise, yeah. it's not a romance. Exactly. And, you know, we we talked about the Hallmark movies a little while ago. And, and unfortunately, I think they sometimes get a bad rap from people, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, it, they're they're so predictable. And, you, and you're absolutely right. You know, you're going to see like the same kind of version, usually like some more often than that. It's a woman from the big city who goes to the small town and meets like the, you know, blue collar guy. But but so what? I mean, there's a reason that Hallmark makes, I, I want to say, in excess of two dozen movies every holiday season, because they know that there's an audience for that and people want that stuff. And sometimes through, you know, that season, Lisa and I will be sitting there looking for something to watch. And we're like, well, let's 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 just put that on. We know we're going to feel good. You know, we're going to want we're going to escape into this for a couple of hours, whether, you know, and you find this same thing with books. It, it's this escape where you go into this nice other world and you get attached to these characters you find yourself rooting for them even though you know how it's probably going to end up you root for them and uh you know there's a sweetness yeah. and charm yeah for sure and that's the reason why they have a lot of viewers that return and keep watching them or people that are reading romances or romantic comedies like mine is because they know in the end they know what they're going to get they're going to get a happy ending and that's what that's what these people want. They want, uh, you know, for a lot of people, these movies and the the books are just escapes from the real world. There's there's enough drama in the world that they just want to escape to, and they know it's going to end in a happy way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, like I said, I, I've re I've read several of your books and they're just so enjoyable. And uh, I, I could seriously I could see like so many of them being turned into movies at some point. And I hope that happens for you. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that happens for you at some point, because uh, you can tell a really good story. I've, I've just Thank enjoyed you. the heck out of some of them. No, I can't remember if I mentioned, oh yeah, I did mention it, but Madam, Lo Madam Love Actually was another one that I really liked a lot. And I love your titles. You have such great titles. And folks, if if you don't know Rich's books, really go read them, but go go look at the covers of his books. The, the artwork that you have on your covers, I've always loved that since you started publishing. You've got some great covers. Yeah, that's uh, the, my artist. It's Sue Trainer. She's in the the UK, and I discovered her uh, well, a long time ago. That was it was probably a year before I published my first book. I saw some cover that caught my attention on Amazon, and I said, "Oh, I like this cover. It's cute." And I was thinking of doing the illustrated covers, so I I looked inside the book and saw her name in there, and uh -huh. I said and look found her online and then that's how it all started i contacted her and she's done almost all my covers i think out of 22 romantic comedies i think she's done 19 of them oh wow um that's awesome 
Rashida's yeah. great, very, very great work. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they fit your stories very well. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sue's great. Yeah. And, uh, again, I congratulate you on the recent release of your book, uh, Royal Crush. I'm looking forward to reading that. I was blown away when I saw that. I'm like, wow, this is 22nd book. That's, that's just fantastic. I mean, you, you've been, it's crazy. I don't yeah. even know. I don't know how I did it really. I mean, this was, uh, when I started, it was just kind of, uh, you know, this was back in 2010, I guess, when I was just thinking, I, I had thoughts of trying to break into Hollywood and writing a movie script. And my wife was like, why don't you write a book and then let somebody else make the movie? And I was like, it's a pretty good idea. And and she was taking a class at Stanford at, at the time and said, you know, why don't you take a creative writing class? So I ended up taking four and that's how it all started from there. I, like a year later, I published my first book. That's amazing. And, yeah. Uh, it's been so fun. It's all, for, I'm sorry. It's go ahead. My wife, I mean, she's the, she's the reason why I'm a published author. That's wonderful. And, and folks, another thing I suggest doing too is following Rich on social media. I know you're on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I don't, I don't know where else you might be. <laughs> There's so many different platforms now. But uh, one thing that I've enjoyed over the years, we've probably been connected for, I would say, close to 10 years now, where I feel I feel like you and your wife are old friends. <laughs> uh, I, I've loved seeing your story together. You, I'll tell you, folks, if, if you want to see a, a nice romantic couple, check out Rich and his wonderful wife, Sylvie. I, I love the things you post together. And uh, I can tell you guys are, without telling too corny here, you can tell you're so much in love. You kind of remind me a lot of me and my wife, Lisa. Lisa and I say that sometimes. We were like, we, if we live together, we'd probably all hang out. <laughs> you guys are so much so much fun and just really so sweet and charming. Thank you. Yeah, I scored big time. <laughs> she's wonderful. And she's a, I know she's written some books as well. Sylvie, yeah. Sylvie Martin is that's yeah. your last name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's great. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, she's the best thing that ever happened to me. Well, well, she's lucky too because you're a good guy, Richard Mui. <laughs> you're welcome. And folks, um, I thank you so much for listening to the show or watching the show, whichever way you're doing it. And really, uh, I encourage you again to check out Rich's books. They're available online. I think uh, your books are. I know they're on Kindle Unlimited as well, aren't they, Rich? Or yeah. well, some most of them are anyway. Yeah, you can so you can find them all on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, and, and just really, they're they're uh, uh, they're great reads, so, so fun and so sweet and funny. And Rich, thank you so much for being on the show today. I've had a blast talking with you. I know that once we signed off, I'm gonna be oh, we should have mentioned that one, or we should have mentioned that. One. <laughs> There's just so many great movies out there. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure I'll think of like at least another five or six that oh, we didn't even talk about that one. <laughs> Well, we could always do a sequel, Rich. We could do a sequel. Yes, we we'll make it a week. We're going to make it a weekly feature. Oh, okay, yeah, the Buddy and Rich show, or I'll give you top billing so people know you more than they know me. <laughs> a movie and got present. Hey, I like it. It's got yeah, a good. It's got, ring. it's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Okay, my friend. Well, thanks again for being on the show, and my thanks. other friends out there listening and watching. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Have a wonderful day, no matter what you're doing. Enjoy yourself. Bye. <laughs>